Now, I had a hobby, too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. And I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could, and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I mean, it really is a dream come true. On our mark, the Weatherby Podcast. All right, here we are, the Weatherby Podcast. Uh, we have an exciting week here at Weatherby, around the table with a bunch of uh, exciting dudes here that have been able to use these products in the field. Essentially, this week we launched a whole new line of Mark Fives, uh, with the the flagship model being the Backcountry Ti in combination with the cartridge of the six five Weatherby RPM. I'm Kevin Wilkerson, the marketing director. Luke Torkelson, Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Product Development. Mike Glass, Custom Sales Manager. And I'm Adam Weatherby. I do a little bit of everything. A little, a little bit, bit of everything. everything. A lot so, of hunting. So we did. We launched a whole <laughs> new Mark V line. We also launched a new website. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's been a lot of heavy lifting around here lately, and mm-hmm. it all pretty much dropped Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah, it was a busy weekend, busy couple months, but, um, you know, it's an exciting time here. And really to launch the combination of both the Backcountry TI as the flagship the flagship rifle in that lineup and the cartridge. Uh, Adam, why don't you kind of give everybody a little look behind the curtain as to what the vision was on that combination? You bet. It's, I get excited about projects. You guys know, we, we have a lot of things that we do internally and we all get excited about them, but this project the backcountry TI teamed up with the six, five Weatherby RPM is one that I got really passionate about. And, And it really dates back some years now where, you know, our Mark five, a lot of people, because they don't understand maybe the Weatherby actions, you know, very well. We have two sizes of actions. Um, you know, the original Mark V, my grandpa created in 1958. Um, it's got nine locking lugs in it. And it can take up to the 460 Weatherby mag. And when we say nine locking Beefy. lugs yeah, on the front of the bolt, right, where it interacts with the inside of the receiver. Yep. Right? Best way. Yep. To, it, there are literally nine Correct. Lugs. We're like traditionally most have two. Some yeah. now have three. Three sections of, of three. Three, three, rows three of times three. Equals nine. That's that right. lock into the receiver. And, and giving it a 54 degree bolt lift. Exactly. Um, and just super strong action, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the defining aspect of the Mark V. Um, we had, it, it, when we moved, uh, our production of Mark Vs for years was in Japan. It was U.S., Germany, Japan, back to U.S., been all over. But it's been in the U.S. now for many decades. When it came back here in the 90s, we created a second action, which has six locking lugs, which would be two times Literally three. six locking lugs. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, just slowing that one down. So two times three. It's a thinner, longer action on our six lug action. And it's actually built off for the collectors out there, people. We had an old Varmint Master action, is mm-hmm. what it was called. A lot of requests on the old Varmint when Master. When you have the word That's master right. after the word Varmint, it's cool. That <laughs> went away when we moved back to the U.S. in the 90s from Japan. The six-lug standard action, as we call it around here, is basically an elongated Varmint Master action, giving us today two actions, six-lug standard, nine-lug magnum, with about a pound, roughly, depending uh, difference between the two. And if you were to yeah. look at those two actions v- from the top view, mm-hmm. they're about the same length. 
Yeah, not it, that much shorter. It's a common it misconception is, yes. that the, the six legs is short, short yeah. action. Yeah. It's not necessarily it's not a, a true short. short. So we've had this, what I've called kind of our best kept secret, and that is our Mark 5-6 lug action. It's long and thin, so it can't take magnum, uh, you know, it doesn't have a magnum bolt face, okay? So our 257 on up in our Weatherby cartridges, mm-hmm. it can't take it in there. And the only one we've had of our Weatherby cartridges is 240. And then it takes the odd six. So you get 30 odd six, 270 win. We got six, five Creedmoor. And some good cartridges in there, but not real ones maybe for longer distance, pushing energy out further. Mm-hmm. That's been in our line in that six lug. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote magnum performance. Thank you. Yes. As Kevin always says, it's harnesses magnum it performance. Does. It harnesses a, a six does. lug. <laughs> yes. Yep. So the idea was. Let's take this lightweight action. People, when they pick it up, they go, dude, this is a sweet action. Mm-hmm. And for years, it's always been what, what cartridges are available in it. And I always felt like that's when we didn't win. And so the idea was, let's design a cartridge around an action. I don't know if it was a good idea or not. But <laughs> here's different. what I did know. At yeah. the end of the day, we said, let's make a super sweet lightweight gun, like the best out there. And let's make, make it harness yes. Magnum Performance in it. Yeah, And so that's where the 6.5 RPM was created. Was It stands for Rebated Precision Magnum. And the idea is it has a rebated rim. So on the bottom of the case, instead of having the traditional belt that our first 14 cartridges would have had, it's a rebated rim, so it doesn't belt out, so it fits in the six-lug action, but still has a, a fairly wide case. Um, really the, if you were to take the base case off, it would be like the 284 Winchester, which is a rebated rim. Obviously there's the 6.5 284 Norma Mm -hmm. that necks down the 284 to a 6.5, depending on the listeners out there may have lost some people. Some may be right in there with me. We made our own case though, and elongated what would have been that 284 or 6.5 284. quite a bit longer than a 284. It's long. Yeah. And so, but it fits in our six lug standard action. And so the whole idea was to be able to do that. And we can build that out in the years to come, possibly. A little hint here if you're a podcast listener. We <laughs> could neck that up or down, two other cartridges, in theory. We'll see what happens. We said, let's start with the 6.5 because of really the, the ballistic coefficient of the bullets available out there, the popularity of the 6.5. Let's do that. And so that's what we are able to do. Yeah. So we took a 6.5 bullet. And, uh, you know, we're, most all the rounds are going over 3,000 feet a second, depending on the mm-hmm. bullet weight. And so it's not what our 65300 is. That's available in our nine lug magnum action. Yes. This is in that six lug. Yeah. Um, and, and the big question we've got is, oh, what about the 6.5 PRC and some of these other rounds? Which six, is a great cartridge. A great cartridge. Great cartridge. 6.5 PRC takes, a, it's a, a magnum bolt face. So it would go into a magnum rifle. So to get the weight savings we were looking at, let's, yep. the whole premise was, under five pounds, magnum performance. That's what the goal was. So when we started out, it was... At a production rifle price. Thank you. Also, yes. though, very, very important, though. True. It is, truthfully, all those things are very important because yes. you can find some rifles out there for about 10 grand. <laughs> yes. Up there. That could, that could really put those you things You can together. find sub-five-pound rifles... That shoot 6.5 Creedmoors, 308s. Okay. Mm-hmm. But can you combine all that in there? That's what we kind of have been saying over and over again is a sub five pound rifle harnessing yep. magnum performance at a production sure. rifle price. Yep. That's what we set out to do a few years ago. 
And really with our move to Sheridan and a lot of the new personnel, a lot of our new engineering team, uh, the new bandwidth that we have, we were able to push this thing over the finish line. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so what we were able to do is take that six, five Weatherby RPM and, and, uh, and put it into this gun. Um, you know, as far as the rifles concerned, the whole idea was, and really with the cartridge was since the beginning kind of, it was look, it, it was hard. Some things even, I remember Luke, we had the conversation about the Monte Carlo raised cheek piece on the stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you didn't like me for a few minutes. Well, a lot was, of people don't like us for a few minutes. <laughs> well, it was the whole idea was we yeah. don't have a belt on the case. There's yeah. no rounded shoulder on the case. Those are two things we've never done. Never done it. We don't have a, a Monte Carlo, you know, that raised comb. And there's been a couple models over the years, classic mark. But for the most part, it's not there. So there were many non-traditional things that had to happen that a lot of traditional Weatherby folks are probably pretty upset about. Mm -hmm. And it's been, I've heard, I've seen it on Facebook this last week that Roy would be rolling over in his grave. <laughs> However, I, I saw somebody defend that once, and I think it was brilliant, and that was Roy was innovative and far beyond yeah. his time, and he would have liked the innovation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure. And so, so we took and said, cartridge, rifle, all rules aside, we want to do what Kevin said, sub five pounds, magnum performance and production price. Yeah. yeah. But we had to break a lot of Weatherby rules to do it. For sure. Yeah. Um, you but know, it sets the pace, man. It's what... Right. And what, so, uh, in, in the backcountry rifle, so you you started talking about it in the stock, was... The Monte Carlo is a really cool, it's a classic look, but it adds volume and adds mass to the stock. So we're like, we, gotta, we, gotta we saved over three ounces. We got to save some ounces. Just by so that. There's mm -hmm. extra material. There's extra on the exterior. There's more surface area. And then so there's more foam and weight on the inside as well. Yep. So it's one of those things that trying to get to that target of sub five. Yep. Had to, and and had all to of us change. had some time to, to hunt with it a bit. Yeah. I don't know uh, any podcast listeners that are also on YouTube. We have a, a video of the development of it where, Adam, you shoot the first sure. animal with both a backcountry titanium mm -hmm. and a 6.5 Weatherby RPM. But yeah. that was a, a killer hunt. Yeah. That was back in May. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, c coming out, uh, having the first prototypes available in the spring kind of limits your North American big game mm -hmm. and different things. And so we found this awesome amazing kind of backcountry hunt that we were able to do to pack into a spot and stock bear hunt you know kev you were with me and got to carry it in there and test out a lot of the endurance and the lightweight you know features of it and different things and yeah um like even the the recoil pad it's just a recoil pad and usually that's just you just i don't know you just put it on there. just a piece of rubber right <laughs> but you know with this with part of our new team and our new director of engineering ben bryan really came up with this awesome idea um, this 3d hex recoil pad, but one of my concerns, so it, it basically deadens the recoil like crazy, mm -hmm. which we wanted to do because we knew this could be a lightweight gun and it cut the weight in half of a traditional recoil pad or more than in half, but it looks somewhat fragile. Mm -hmm. So I, my biggest concern, mine too. Yeah. We had concerns. About and it. so obviously we did a lot of laboratory testing. Yeah. Okay. Like by, yeah. by, by that, I literally saw them putting it in a vice. Yeah. Well, and we did a putting, lot of destructive yeah, testing. Yeah, did a lot too, of destructive cycles testing. Cycles and all kinds of things. It was pretty legit, though. Yeah. I saw them put so some pliers Ben's from on aerospace, and, and he sent things to literally Mars, literally. Mm -hmm. So he's like, dude, I know this can hold up. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes in the backcountry, it's more dangerous than Mars. Mm -hmm. Like, things can happen. And so I remember when I was hiking up, uh, when uh, Joseph, who was with us on the hunt, uh, you know, we were stalking his bear. Shout out. Shout out. Shout Joseph out, Joseph Von Benedict. JVB. We were hiking, stalking his bear, and he was straight uphill, 
and the other guy we were with, Justin. Yeah, shout out over. to Justin and Shane. That's this was right. a DIY hunt. Yeah. But they definitely helped us out oh, tremendously on, on getting us on those yep, bears. On Limitless Outdoors. Limitless Outdoors. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Thank you. Killer dude. So anyways, I think it was Shane deal. leaned over to me and was watching us scale this mountain. And he goes, dude, that's that's a few thousand dollar carbon fiber titanium walking stick, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. he's using because he was literally putting it in snow and mud and rocks. And I mean, it was the gnarliest, yeah. the gnarliest stock I've ever done for Joseph's bear. I mean, it yeah. was, we were climbing up waterfalls basically. Yeah, it was I watched insane. it. I, I ate some Cheerios from the other side of the valley and just watched you guys do it. It was very pleasurable to, <laughs> it not, was have, unbelievable. to not have been on that trip. How steep was it? It was steep. Yeah. I, I mean, when you say walking stick climbing, I, I promise you were a couple degrees. And anybody that was with you, Justin, mm-hmm. Shane, JBB, yeah. would agree that you were a degree off from a, from a, needing a harness and a rope. <laughs> it was insane. To literally be rock climbing. <laughs> yeah. It was dangerous and yeah. doubt. You know, outright maybe just the, the worst move you could have made. But you guys killed a bear. So. Yeah, I killed a bear. He killed a bear. And great. And so that day— and you, and you abused the rifle in the process. And uh-huh. not that whole lattice structure there and everything on this patent pending, you know, recoil pad yeah. held up 100%. And I've had a lot of people, even Joseph was like a little leery about that. He just looks at it. Like it looks a little fragile. And, you know, Ben, our engineer, will tell us, well, do you, you know— the structural blah blah. He'll tell us in the engineering terms. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's take it out means. there. Right now, I know what it means, and so that was kind of a fun part. I yeah. think the lightweight part for me was the day I shot my bear. We packed in eight and a half miles with camp on our backs mm-hmm. uh, before we before I shot my bear yeah. that night, and that was like was one it four hundred yards? Uh, yeah, a little over. I think four, it was like four ten or something, yeah, something like, that. like that. And yeah. so to have a five pound rifle, 4.9 pound rifle mm-hmm. on my back that day. It was like, it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was, it was very cool. cool. Yeah. Scoped up that. was six point scoped up 6.1 pounds. Yeah. With the VX five HD. HD. That's, you can get lighter weight scopes, You can, yeah. but I, I wanted a great scope with good glass. And mm-hmm. so I went with that one. So, yeah. and the six, five RPM, a little 400 yards, took a black bear, 4.9 pound rifle. I mean, that's exactly what we created it to do. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. I mean, it's fun to be able to do that. Did that with the launch 65300. Remember my dad, there was a video when the 416 Weatherby launched in the late 80s. I was in junior high, and he went and shot a Cape Buffalo with Craig Boddington over in uh, Shout in, out. in Africa. And, you know, so it's just it's fun to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know Luke was going on a hunt right before me. I but did. I didn't let you take the you, RPM. You didn't let me take RPM. <laughs> just the way the timing worked out. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a bear hunt um, in the Lolo National Forest up in Montana, and so I took the six five three hundred and the Backcountry Ti. My gun scoped up. I was using a Leupold VX three I, and I believe it was six fifteen all in on the Magnum nine lug action, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Sling everything. Magnum included. action. Yeah. 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 So you're talking 300 Weatherby, 65300. Yeah. Big time stuff. Big time. So it happened, I think, was a delight to carry in mm-hmm. the backcountry. And I used to, you know, talk about Weatherby calibers. People almost oh, kick like crazy. I always used to say, well, yeah, you got to pay for it. Your shoulders got to pay for it at some point, right? Either carrying the rifle the whole time <laughs> or, you know, the one the time recoil. in the shot. So with this new recoil pad, it's unbelievable. It's a game changer. It, it's, not, it's not just lighter. Like, that's a. That's a, one of the biggest benefits, but mm-hmm. it it's so hard to describe with mm-hmm. words without seeing and feeling one. But I, I was trying to describe it to my dad the other day, and it's like 
know when you frog somebody, you like make a knuckle and hit them in the arm. That's it, frogging? Yeah, that's what yeah, I dude. used to call it. That's like you called. frog somebody. Have you heard this? Yeah. Like a Charlie horse? Yeah. Kind of like no, that. no, no, no. A Charlie horse is I know, like a crank. No, that's what you no, punch you get a Charlie horse and you get punched in the arm like that too. So wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So let's unwrap this a second. <laughs> let's back the bus up. So you're telling me a Charlie horse. What's a Charlie horse? Like when your leg that's like gets a cramp. Hit. Like a cramp. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're yeah. saying somebody could do something to. Yeah, like horse if I, you get hit hold on. Bump comes up in your muscle. Oh. No, no, yeah. that's I never heard. That's that. um, maybe I, mean, I grew up in Texas. Maybe I'm giving myself away. But a frog would you like? You'd like make I've a knuckle. That. I know that. I and know you'd that. hit somebody in the arm, and it would like it would sting, right? So. I'm, I'm describing that as a traditional recoil pad, okay? Well, same same rifle. So we're going to get back on the subject? Yeah, I, I guess. I'm, I'm trying, I'm I was trying still to bring trying it to figure back. out the I'm still trying to bring okay. it back. <laughs> with this new recoil pad, same same amount of force. It's like you would then hit somebody with the whole entire palm of your hand with the same amount of yeah. force. It just completely deadens it. It takes that, like, sharp hit out. Yeah. And it's amazing. One thing that we've done when we've shown people this gun, and I, I don't know who came up with it first. But I remember thinking, all I got to do is drop these guns on the ground next to each other on the recoil pad. And I'm assuming the 3D hex one will just not bounce as much. And it doesn't. It just It dies. bounces once. It's just boom. It literally, you can drop a gun right up, boom, boom. And if you drop a regular recoil pad, no hating on our current recoil pads or anybody's, <laughs> but it bounces five, six times. Yeah. Same exact It's like gun. a basketball. It's incredible. Yeah. So it really is innovative and definitely helps like tremendously with recoil. Yeah, so, so it, it's so great to carry that thing around for a week in the woods and just yeah, yeah, you yeah don't, I went out you don't this have to pay last anymore. weekend hunting. I took the backcountry, mm-hmm. as we say, non-TI. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's the one. It's the tan and brown, and you know, it's a, it's a. So people go, oh, titanium, it's expensive. Well, titanium is expensive, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. It's harder to machine. It costs more yeah. in the raw. Everything. It costs a lot more mm-hmm. in the raw. It, for a lot of people, it's worth it for that extra half a pound, and because the word titanium's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure, and I, I don't, I don't know because I'm saying this on a recording, but I believe it's the most current, the uh, most affordable production rifle with the titanium action that's out there. But I don't know. Because it's our podcast, I'll just agree. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. As long uh, as you say, to but, my knowledge, you're covered. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. But what's cool is you can take the the titanium uh, off. That's true. About a half a pound, or are you, yeah, only yeah. four. Yeah, it's not even. It's four like point four, yeah, four yeah. tenths of a pound. Because the the TI in in the six lug is four nine, mm-hmm. and then what is it five three? Five three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the yeah. other one, and it, and so it's a more affordable way to be able to still kind of take yeah, the technologies that recoil pad. Yeah, and the color scheme's different. I mean, obviously, through our custom shop, you can get whatever you want, but... Yeah. yeah um, see, I was going here out into a little bit more brownish terrain, and so... Didn't want the black I took the rifle that would go with the terrain. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're Adam Weatherly. <laughs> yeah. Matt, we have an office full of prototypes yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was fun to haul around. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so, we talked about the recoil pad. We yeah. talked about the titanium receiver. Yeah. We skipped a little bit on the stock itself. So, yeah. it's, a, it's a carbon fiber stock, AG yeah. Composites. I missed the shout-out Shout out. So the AG Composite stock is, is, to my knowledge, I think we just got, we said we can say that. It's the, it's the lightest production stock that, that I'm aware of. But to my knowledge, it yeah. is, too. So, and it's uh, on a podcast. Podcasts are true. Everything it's on, on the internet, so true. it must be true. Mm-hmm. No, it really, it, 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 it is. We yeah. saved weight in the receiver and the mm-hmm. recoil pad and the stock itself. We actually designed new recoil, uh, excuse me, a new uh, muzzle brake as well. Yeah. Our AccuBrake ST, so it is a little bit thinner. A little lighter weight. Sure. Slimline muzzle brake. On yeah. the on the backcountry rifles, we've hollowed out the bolt handle. Yeah. So a little bit of weight savings there. I mean, 
Yeah. Everywhere we could, we were yeah. saving and, ounces. And, you know, just to note, we did add a couple other cartridges into our six lug, uh, this, the six millimeter Creed more, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I know there's a following for and some folks are going to like. Um, I mean, in, in the six millimeter, you're going to have 240, which is the same bullet. It's going to be faster. But the 280 actually improved has a, a pretty coltish following. 4.8 pounds. Oh, yeah. It is, if you don't know, I mean, we, we obsess about ounces over here over this backcountry rifle, obviously, and so usually the bigger the cartridge, the bigger the bore, the less steel's in there, so it weighs less. So the 280 Ackland improves is going to weigh probably an ounce lighter just because it's a 284 instead of a mm-hmm. 264. Right. And so, um, but that 280 Ackland improved in that thing's going to be a sweet mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. Uh, in that backcountry yep. series of rifles, Absolutely. too. So. But, yeah, I mean, you just, a lot of people have been wondering why. You know why? Why come out another six five? Why do that? But I think the real the real question. I mean, the real answer is that I just I just it's important to, to communicate that we didn't just like come out with a six five just because like we felt thought it would be fun to come out with one because there's a lot out there. There's a lot out yeah. there. Yeah, the, it was a purpose driven yeah. sure. project, and it it'll be great in other models too. I think yeah. folks are gonna like it, or folks that don't want a sure. belt. You know, folks Boy, you that don't know which want one. all the all the powder that goes into that six five three hundred. So I think I think it's gonna it, you know folks are gonna want it in other yeah. things too. But yeah, it was primarily for that six lug action. Yeah, and um, you want know, to talk about a gun that uh, AccuMark Pro in a six five weather RPM, which yeah. is a carbon fiber stock, full Cerakote, that whole shebang. But you get a six lug action mm-hmm. in a six five mm-hmm. weather RPM. It's a little bit heavier with or the carbon fiber stock. The car- that is Carbon a Mark Pro money. or Carbon Mark in the yeah, Carbon Mark series. New Those Carbon are- Mark family. You know, right. There's yeah. one other feature I didn't think we touched on, and that was the trigger tech triggers. Shout out. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. actually here's the deal. We for we, us we did too much. We, we launched. Man. We've been busy, and um, we're feeling it for sure. Um, we did just get done with the move too, but uh, in the midst of that move. We were working on all these things, and this is a thing for years. You know, triggers has always been a big conversation, and we always had have had really our own trigger, our own Mark V trigger. Mm-hmm. And a few years back, we developed the LXX trigger, great trigger. Um, we're not – I think it's okay to say this. We're not specialists in triggers. Yeah, yeah okay? sure. We make the rifles, and, and so they're – you know, the accuracy and the velocity and the, the – you know, the, the fit and finish and craftsmanship and the, all those things are really important. Um, but what we did is we went to who we felt is making the best trigger on the planet right now, uh, Trigger Tech, and they make them for the 700 platform and, you know, different things, but certainly not for the Mark V. And so we said uh, with that, it's, uh, you know, there's zero creep in it, total different design trigger. And when people feel it, this is amazing. Yeah. And so we said, what if we went to specialists in trigger and said, just make us the doggone best trigger you can make for the Mark V going off of really the success they've had on their 700 platform, Trigger mm-hmm. Tech Trigger. And they were able to do that for us. And so all new Mark Vs now are having the Trigger Tech Trigger. Yeah, huge and upgrade. I think, you know, part of it's like, oh, it's our Weatherby thing. And like, you have to let go of that. Mm-hmm. But I was, it's 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 a phenomenal trigger. Yeah, it really is. It, it, it simplifies things for us. If you think about the trigger itself, it's got the most single components of yeah. the whole rifle. I mean, yeah. there's tons of stuff going on in the sure. trigger. And by eliminating that from us, us just buying something from Trigger Tech and, and yeah. throwing it in there, it makes us it able gives to us focus on the bandwidth the to focus things, on the on things that we do best. RPM and other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. So that was a good move. It's coming in all, all Mark Fives now. And you're right, Glass. It's uh, another thing. It's yeah. coming on the backcountry series. So Yeah, we ought to be, you know, the exciting thing is, too, we're going to be killing some stuff here pretty soon. 
We've already tried to kill some stuff, but we yeah, were yeah. successful. Yeah, Kevin and I were out last weekend. Not a lot of shots opening, fired. Opening weekend, it was uh, 90-something in Wyoming. It was 95. Really yeah. I almost died. Dude. <laughs> I'm the, not kidding. The, the I, I, mean, I really yeah. did feel like I definitely almost had We mountain biked stroke. into some BLM and hiked, mountain biked and hiked. So, I mean, I think in the 95-degree heat on Sunday – I put 12 miles on a mountain bike and about eight or nine miles on my boots yeah, with my pack. Adam's stupid. 90-something 90 90 something degree heat. Yeah, I didn't do that, by the way. I literally just tried to bike no, back to the truck he and just, almost died. He just, tried to, <laughs> he just tried to find a tree in the shade and then Zero was, quote, trees. glassing. Uh, just glassing in the shade? Yes. I, hey, you know, I saw AKA some big napping. bucks. How saw was, some booners. How yeah. was the bike ride back to the truck? The, back ride, the bike ride back to the truck was the worst part of the day. <laughs> Maybe the worst part of yeah. the month so no, far. No, it was when we were biking up, so and he's hot. like, so how about them e-bikes that are out there? Yeah, that's what we need to be looking into. <laughs> was it as hot as the office the last time we were in here? <laughs> yeah, last podcast, no AC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was hotter. It was hot. What? Oh, my gosh, dude. And there wasn't a tree or sh- shade. I mean, it was, it was brutal, man. It was all uphill. Oh, it was bad. And, oh, also, no water. So this is the other little factor to this. Why do you have yeah, no we had to water, pack in our, our water. No water, no ice. When we got to the truck, the water was 90 degrees. Biggest mistake of the weekend? Maybe, no. No, it was not. Was Kevin not be, putting be ice. There was other mistakes made. <laughs> Kevin not putting ice in the Yeti and having cold drinks available for us um, when we rode back to the truck. Yeah. That was tough. He's going to point the finger at me, but there were other mistakes made. Wait, did I make them? I think you made a mistake. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he did class. he made a mistake Wait, i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of it too but i know you did it because when you blame me for the water and the icing i was like nope this was a worse mistake and you were like i think you're right but you can't remember what it was i can't listen we're in the podcast <laughs> okay I'm, I'm glad you guys got out i was i was watching the weather and yeah. i'm thinking man it's gonna be so hot so i've got a project i was trying to build a shed before winter and i got mostly done with that but it was just so hot yeah so hot brutal. yeah i'm going today Pretty excited. Game on. So speaking of heat, let's transition into the heat dissipation that comes from a carbon fiber barrel wow. in our new carbon oh, market. Wow. Dude, we, we got a sound effect yeah. for that transition? Yeah. How about do 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 anything? Da-na-na. What do you got? Just Da-na-na. Oh, yeah. just a ding. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm excited about the new carbon mark. So um, obviously it's a it's a different barrel than we used in the in the past. So we've got new barrels from BSF barrels and they're they're manufactured in a different way. So that barrel they, they start with a big steel, big piece of steel barrel, number four contour barrel, big bull barrel. Remove a ton of the steel around it, and actually the, the base barrel is fluted as well for extra heat dissipation, weight savings. So they, they thread the muzzle in, and then there's, they slide a tube of carbon fiber on over the barrel. Then they use a compression nut and compress the barrel, thus tensioning or elongating the barrel in a controlled way uh, as part of their BSF's process. But since they're most of the field of the barrel is the steel is not touching the carbon, you've got airspace there and air is a really good uh, insulator, insulator or not. Yeah. Well, or it's, it's, not a, it's not, not a good, insulator. it's not a good conductor, I yes. guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm, right. So it's like 95% um, didn't touch it. Yeah. about 95% of the carbon's not touching the steel, which is, which is opposite of how we used to do it, where all of the carbon was, was basically touching, which is insulating the barrel. So, now he has to go somewhere, right? So um, inside, it's cooling a lot better than just having all the carbon touching it. And, it, man, we've seen, seen some great results with that. Uh, both accuracy, we're finding a great accuracy in the barrels, and then then obviously the heat dissipation you know, factor is huge. I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's 
carbon fiber barrels are real popular right now. And then because it's carbon fiber, everybody thinks it's lighter. But this is an important topic. We I was about to do have to this. remember there is steel. The the bullet is traveling through a steel mm-hmm. you know barrel, mm-hmm. and then there is carbon fiber on it. So people, why didn't you put that on the backcountry or something? It's it, not lighter. It's not lighter. Yeah. Now, could you fire more rounds without the barrel heating up? Yes, absolutely. Um, could it look cooler? For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, I actually, would it cost I mean, more? We could, yes, we could ask but, this question every day. But mm-hmm. the carbon fiber barrel does not make it lighter. It makes it lighter of a barrel up to the, the same exact contour. same contour. Yes. Right. So That's it's lighter. It let's say you take equivalent to, say, a number four, three or four heavier barrel. It gives great heat dissipation and better rigidity and all the different things it's, that it's a much heavier different. barrel yep. for shooting targets and more rounds without the weight. That's mm-hmm. what it does very well. Yeah. Um, you know, for if you're going into the backcountry and you expect to fire hopefully one round, if not a magazine, if you got to unload or you mm-hmm. make a bad, you know, first shot placement or whatever it is or compensate for wind, you know, incorrectly, then, yeah, you're shooting a few rounds. Um, then it's not needed as much in that circumstance. It certainly is if you plan to shoot multiple rounds. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, if you do shoot a thinner barrel, like on the backcountry, and you are at the range, you're trying to slide it in, you, they heat you, up quick. You need to watch it. Yeah. You do. And the carbon fiber uh, barrels help that um, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so. they do. Well, we've yeah. got three models with the carbon mark. We don't need to go through all of them. But yeah, um, I'm just excited. The engineering behind it, carbon strongest on its long axis, and the way that this BSF barrel uses that and uses the compressive strength of, of carbon, is, I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, among that, there's a bunch of other Mark V models on the website. The new website, as Luke said. Um, so, you know, definitely make sure to check those out. Obviously, the AccuMark has a brand new mm-hmm. collection of, of firearms, AccuMark, AccuMark Pro, AccuMark Elite, with a whole lot of features on each one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then WeatherMark got a, got a bronze model now, and that thing honestly looks phenomenal. Yeah, it looks um, cool. And the WeatherMark LT, which is phenomenal, fluted yeah. barrel as well. That's a sniper. So. That's a great gun. You like that one? Yeah. MSRP on that's fourteen ninety nine. Not to shout out MSRPs here, but not the uh, LT, the base weather mark. Base weather mark's yeah. fourteen ninety nine, yeah. which is incredible. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got some exciting things going on here, and we plan on hunting here in the next couple of weeks with them, and we've already shot some stuff with it. So sure, a lot of other people. I'm trying to think of what other questions folks are asking on them. Obviously, some are like, "Hey, when can I get them?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, so we are here in September, going to be shipping the first models now. We have a lot of models and a lot of, you know, cartridge offerings and all those things. So, you know, the the one dude who's going to always ask about the lefty in the most obscure caliber and model combination. Okay, that's probably not shipping next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some of the most popular ones, it will be shipping. Uh, of course, we're not going to ship the 6.5 RPM rifles until we ship the ammo. And we understand that. Uh, and so we're uh, loading up loading up that ammo now and, and building the rifles as we speak. And so in September, it will start going out. And as the fall goes on, we'll start kind of flooding shelves, uh, you know, at your local gun shop uh, more and more with these with these new products. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. It's exciting yeah. times. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for listening to the uh, On Our Mark, the Weatherby podcast. Anybody else got any closing remarks? No, I, I just, man, it's been a fun week. There's been yeah. so much traffic on the website, mm-hmm. uh, so many interactions on social media. We do our best to try to answer everybody, yeah. but, man, there's been a a, a barrage yeah. of comments. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of calls into the customer service area so. and, um, you know, just exciting times. So so yeah. go to your go to your local dealer and ask them about these new, new Mark 5s. Uh, yeah. They should be headed there soon. So Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exciting. I think it shows, hopefully what people see, I mean, it's, you know, we had our grand opening not even 90 days ago, and here we are relaunching our whole flagship line. And hopefully it's it's kind of an indicator that people can see the type of innovation, the type of change, the, the things that we're willing to do to try to put the best products in the hands of hunters and shooters out there at the best price that we possibly can, and that we're going to continue to to push the envelope on that more and more. Not all products are going to be for all people, but we're going to, you know, continue to, to try to innovate and to try to put things out there and to, um, you know, we want for our customers to go, no way, they got something new. Let's go check it out. And that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, look forward to hearing the stories, seeing people post stuff on social media. It'd be fun to see, you know, successful or unsuccessful hunts or whatever of things out there in the field. And so we always love seeing the hashtag weather be out there that people put on there and be able to see those things that are going on. So it'll be cool this season to kind of gradually yeah. see those things, uh, sure. see those things out there more and more. So yeah. it's, uh, it's great, but it's, I think, you know, kind of come full circle on that backcountry. TI and 6.5 RPM, I think there's, people can always make a lot of claims and a lot of brands can make claims. Let's take accuracy. Eh, everybody can claim accuracy. I'm sure we do. And, and the next yeah. guy down the road does too. It's cool when you can, as a brand, it's, it's neat for us when we can come out with something and confidently say, you know, back to the, you know, a sub five pound rifle, harnessing magnum energy to production rifle price that, um, I can confidently say, I think we're leading the way in that. And, and we can't always say that on everything. I don't want to, you know, yeah. act like we can, but sure. when you can, and you can do that, you're like, man, this is fun. And it pushes the industry to just be better. It pushes our competition to be better, just like they do for us. And it's been neat to see a lot of the innovation coming from even some of our competitors out there. And, and hopefully this will show people that, that Weatherby's not done and yeah. we got a lot of road ahead of us. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to steal your closer cause that was good, but no. it's been really fun because this week, We've had we've had industry partners reaching mm-hmm. out to us that have that have sheep hunts and goat hunts <laughs> and awesome hunts coming up literally weeks away yeah. and they're wanting to make a change before cool. they go they're already yeah. dialed and they're like yeah. this is the thing that I need and that make that's just really affirming that yeah that I think we yeah. we got a really good recipe going so cool absolutely all right thanks for listening to this episode.